So hello and welcome to the Wellbeing Sessions with me, your host, Nate Pidcock. So in today's podcast, we'll be discussing the power of connectivity and how we can combat isolation whilst being at university. Here with us today to help us understand the isolation and how we can positively build up our connections around us is a certified positive psychology coach, Lucy Orton. Her popular weekly podcast, Self-Sabotage to Success, is in the top 5% of podcasts globally and has reached number seven in the UK Apple charts for entrepreneurs. Welcome, Lucy. Hi. Thank you. Thanks so much for having me, Nate. It's really good to be here. Yeah, it's really good to have you here. I'm really excited for this. So you've mentioned the power of connection. What do you mean by that? And why is connection so important? Well, I think connection is absolutely fundamental to us as humans. And that is why the last 18 months has been so tricky, because our ability to be connected has been changed so irrevocably really it feels at the moment although I'm sure in time we'll get back to a more uh, typical way of connecting but it really is so crucial to our well-being and I remember when I was studying positive psychology years ago I was told that connection and not being lonely actually can have more impact on your longevity than not smoking or not drinking so being you know, connected to others was more protective for your longevity and your actual physical health than other lifestyle changes. So it really is powerful. And there's also studies that show that people go into old age more if they have a wife or a husband, or if they even just have a sister who is in their lives and that they kind of can stay connected to. So I think it just really is fundamental to a life well lived. And it differs for every person like not everyone sees the level of connection that they need the same way but we all require it in one form or another so you touched then on the way that connection has changed over the past year or so due to covid i I think that a lot of our students are actually struggling with connection now due to the lack of it for such a long time have you noticed that within many people Yeah, I think we have had such a sort of abnormal period that coming out of that, which we are doing hopefully at the moment, is strange. And it's almost like we need to re-exercise that muscle. We need to think again about what connection means to us, how to prioritise it, because for so long we haven't had to. And I know there's been lots of funny memes about introverts really enjoying the lockdown period because they get to stay in or extroverts finding it really difficult but I think it's not about dividing us into different camps because everyone needs connection and everyone needs to kind of reaccustom themselves to connection that works for them and it will take a little bit of time I think and trial and error and just remembering how to prioritize and how it works for you really and thinking about your specific connection needs whether that is that you know being on zoom is you know so 2020 and you really want to do more connection that's in in the flesh or whether it's that actually you've enjoyed some of those examples of technology aiding your connection you know how does that fit into the new normal for you so talking about these different types of connection i suppose you can have like you know, relationships friends family would you say there's um, one that's should be more important over others are they all equally the same 
I think, again, that really differs per individual and it can also really differ per life stage. So I think what's really nice is having a variety and having a circle to draw on. It doesn't have to be a huge circle, but having different types of connections. So whether that's a sports team, whether that's a family WhatsApp, whether that's seeing um, a friend for exercise or or going and having a you know outside drink now, which is really enjoyable. So I think it's more about remembering that variety is the spice of life with connection. And that's what has been difficult for the last 18 months. It's all felt a bit, you know, samey and limited. But again, I think it really goes down to personal choice and listening to your own wants and needs, really checking in with yourself about what connection would feel good for you right now. I have a really nice coaching question that I use with clients, which is what would feel good for me in this moment? And it's really simple, but often it can boil down to, do you know what? I need to sit down and chill. I need a drink. I need something to eat. Or it can be, I need a bit of connection. I need to share this good thing, bad thing, neutral thing with someone else. And who's that person? Who's going to make this situation feel better, feel shared, feel funnier, whatever it is. And just checking in with ourselves with little questions like that can be really important. So touching on what you said there, it's good to have quite different types of connections, I imagine, for different scenarios, so that if you do need a connection at that time, you can think which person is best for me right now, who will be best for catering to my needs and listening and giving the best advice. Absolutely. And I think, again, that might seem a little bit pie in the sky when people are sort of shut in their bubbles or they're in their student house or, you know, whatever the situation is. But as things open up, thinking about where the gaps might be could be really helpful. So maybe if in the past you volunteered and you found that a really great place to meet like-minded people, whether there's an online community where you feel particularly at home and it's a nice non-judgmental space, trying to join the dots and think actually this is something that I'm needing more of right now and this is something that I had before and it was really useful when I was in a a difficult situation can be really great to fill those gaps and find new avenues sometimes I think something else that's really nice in the new normal whatever we're calling it is that we can try something new and novelty is really good for us it's really um energizing and it can really help us try something that we haven't previously considered so I would encourage students to think about something new I know that lots of people that I know lots of acquaintances have a huge interest in world swimming you know that that has come from nowhere in their 40s they're not people that have ever done this before in the UK and yet it's booming and trending and I think it really shows you that value of something novel they're connecting with people there's a community around it there's an online you know interest in it and by trying something different we can give ourselves that revitalization that we really find beneficial at the moment i completely agree with you on that i i, I love a chocolate biscuit i'm, I'm a big fan of food. <laughs> i'm a big food fan but i took up running in the first lockdown and it has become my favorite thing ever now like it, it's something that if you knew me before lockdown my god Nate, go running, no way at all. But now, just trying something new, I would recommend that to everyone. I think that's a great piece of advice from you there, Lucy. Yeah, I agree. And I actually also took up running last year and, again, would not be the person that thought, you know, running would ever be for me. And I loved it. I've got a whole podcast episode, which is something along the lines of what Couch to 5K can teach you about mindset or something like that. Because I felt so interested and energised by how doing that had really been helpful to me and had lots of links between running 
running a business and keeping a healthy mindset. But yeah, absolutely. It really can challenge us and put us in a different headspace. And that's great for growth. It's great for mental health. And also, if you don't like it, doesn't matter you can suck it and see and then move on to something else I'm actually thinking about taking up yoga finally this year that's something that I really want to try because it's been on my to-do list or my thought list for a long period of time and partially the reason for that is I just want to do something new I don't want to do the same old things anymore because you know as much as I live in a lovely part of the country and walking is great (laughs) we've done a lot of walking (laughs) this year and it would be great to try something different definitely well uh good luck with the yoga and i'm uh, hopefully hear a, a podcast about it at some point yeah I mean, what can what can starting yoga when you're 40 teach you about mindset exactly so with all the different things we've talked about how can students actually balance the demands for study work and maintaining a social life and maintaining these connections with them as well yeah, I think that's a really good question. It's really challenging because we've now all got this extra thing back in our lives, which is, you know, face to face connection and also just remembering to keep connection going in a more general sense. And it can feel like, oh, God, how am I going to fit that in? Because that's, you know, I've been used to more time, more spaciousness to be at home, be studying or be working or whatever. And so I think you can use some really good productivity tools here. I do time blocking. And I time block out time for my self-care. And within that, I think about my connection as well. So I'll make sure I've got an evening a week or two evenings a week where I'm not going to be doing anything to do with working or the kids. And I'm going to be spending some time with my husband. I also make sure I have some time within my working week for maybe a walk and talk with a friend rather than being sat in front of my laptop doing client work or, or other kinds of work all day. So I think time blocking and really putting yourself first and putting almost meetings with yourself and for connection can be really really helpful and it can be something that feels a bit counterproductive counterintuitive because we feel like oh that's not a real task it's totally a real task and it will make you feel it will make you more productive if you're able to time block out some moments of connection in your day if that's sending someone important to you a text message or if that's doing something a bit bigger and it can really feed into that ability to get the most out of the time when you do have to put your head down when you're studying or when you're off doing a part-time job so I think that's really important and I think connection absolutely for me forms part of self-care which I know isn't the topic for today's episode but they're very interlinked yeah definitely I would agree I I I think personally I've noticed since working from home and COVID that suddenly you're expected to make use of your time a lot more because you have your calendar and everything is set out and everyone can see your calendar and that you've got everything planned and oh if you've got a bit of free time there you could do this as well then but I think it's important what you said to actually block time for yourself to to focus on yourself. Yeah absolutely and I I saw a really nice phrase the other day which was we are working from home we are not living at work and I think that's really relevant to students too because you're not living in your studies it doesn't have to be all-encompassing I know it's there's a lot to do but absolutely it will benefit your studies to give yourself those moments of connection it's okay to go out and have coffee with people it's okay to do something really fun and something I was talking about with some clients 
last week about being entrepreneurs, but I think it's relevant here. They were talking about their guilt in taking a moment to sit in the garden on a sunny day and feeling really bad about that. And I put that back to them and said, well, hang on, when you worked in a job, were you okay with going and having a chat with a friend at the next desk? And they absolutely were. And we've lost a lot of the ability to do those really quick, informal connections. So we do have to find a bit more space for them. And it can feel like skiving when we've spent so long only having to think about the stuff that we can do within our own four walls. Definitely. And I think our generation of university students as well has had lots of challenges due to COVID. What would you say are the top mindset tips to get through the ongoing challenges of the new normal? Well, I think first and foremost, I would always say to talking to students or young people in general at the moment, I read an amazing article which said we shouldn't call you the COVID generation or the COVID student generation, because that's just sort of labelling and giving you that negative sort of umbrella above your experience. And yes, it absolutely has been really tough. But this article I read was brilliant because it said, actually, this generation, it was talking about young people, children really, but I think it's hugely relevant to students as well. This generation should be called the Remarkables because like the generation that went through the Second World War, they've actually been through something that no one else alive has been through at that age group, at that stage, that fundamental part of their development. And they've come through it and there's lots of resilience, there's lots of positives to be taken from that even though it's been a hard period and a real shame to have your student experience marred by that. But I think remembering first and foremost that you've got through something, you've maintained your studies, you've maintained friendships, you've maintained fitness levels like you were saying and really recognising and accepting that you've done bloody well actually. You've really managed things and not allowing yourself to kind of be tarred with that brush of the COVID generation. I think the other really big thing to remember is be kind to yourself. So be, I always say to clients, be excessively kind to yourself. It can feel really uncomfortable because we're used to being sometimes a bit mean to ourselves. But if you can start from a point of how can I be kind to myself? How can I be a bit more kind to myself in this situation? It can be incredibly helpful because it allows us to take a step back and think, actually, do you know what? I've done really well. I've got to this point. I've completed this amount of work and it's absolutely okay for me to give myself a reward, do something to help myself. And just by having these kind of more positive conversations with ourselves, we can really buoy our own mindsets and create a space where we feel happier, where we feel able to tackle the next difficult stage that we're about to go through. So I think those would be my two top tips, remembering you're remarkable and linked to that being excessively kind to yourself. I think they are brilliant top tips. I think the first one for me is almost think of it as like a superpower that you've come through this and Absolutely, you've yeah. been able to do this and now you're going to be even better than than the generation before you in this new normal because you've got this heightened sense of creating connections of of doing all the other things like you said like um keeping your fitness levels up and it almost is going to be a superpower now I agree. I love that. I think it definitely is going to be a superpower. And it's that ability as well. I think, you know, I know for my children, I've got children there, uh, 10, 8 and 4. But they are so grateful because they recognise that, you know, they can't go to a soft play. So when they get to run around in the field with their friends, it's like the best day ever for them. And I think, you're, you know, the, the student generation is going to be similar. You're going to recognise the beauty of going for a pint. You're going to recognise the kind of real fun of being in a group 
younger than six. And it really will give you that perspective that I think will make that generation, your generation, change makers. Actually, I'm super excited to see what this generation does because, you know, with everything that's going on in the world, we really need those voices and those kind of progressive, great ideas. And I think because of what everyone's been through, the younger generation is really well placed to make some some big changes in this world. And we really need that. Definitely. I think it's, it's really exciting. You, you got me really excited as you were talking there and I'm looking forward to, I think it's because we now appreciate the little things a lot more. Yeah. And by doing that, we're going to become, it's going to be such a, a, a nice society as the younger generation become the leaders within our society. I agree. I really think so. And I think, you know, also having that early experience of really pulling together for the collective and really doing things for the greater good is going to be a massive long term influence. And it really kind of annoys me when you hear a lot of the stuff in the media and it's so negative and it's so sort of looking at the difficulties. And I like I said, I absolutely agree there have been difficulties, but there's not enough discussion of something which in the psychologist's world is called post-traumatic growth. And it's how we can do really well out of adversity. We can do really well out of trauma. Not everyone. Some people do find it harder, but many people create amazing things from adversity. That's why we found out penicillin in one of the wars. I forget which war it was. That's why we discover things, you know, like the COVID vaccines have been ridiculously sped up, which you wouldn't ever have imagined before this. But because people pulled together, we can actually see great things happening. So, yeah, I agree. I think it's super exciting. Definitely. Definitely. I think I'm going to ask you for one more top tip for our generation now. So how can students avoid getting stuck in a rut of less social connection now that things are reopening again? I think it really is important to go back to yourself and check in with what fills your cup and start at that point and move outwards. So don't do anything because you think it's the right thing to do or you think it's kind of, oh, now everyone's doing this. I need to go back to shopping or I need to go back to um, always rushing everywhere. Actually check in with yourself. What have you enjoyed about social connection within the last 18 months what have you really missed and how can you use that in the new situation that we find ourselves in to the best best experience that you can possibly have and I think going back to ourselves is always really important because we often have the answers within ourselves when I'm coaching people I sometimes give some advice a bit of mindset advice but I often ask questions because we usually have the answers for what's going to make us feel good what's going to make us feel more connected who's the right person to share this with who's going to hear this story or this part of our lives so going back to checking in with yourself is always going to be really empowering in terms of connection and in terms of your mindset in this period in general thank you so much lucy i I feel like again i I always learn a lot when i talk to you I, i really enjoy listening to you i think you have great advice and I get to know myself a lot better by listening to what you have to say, I think. So thank you so much for coming thank along you. today. Thank you. That's lovely to say. Thank you so much. And thanks so much for having me again. No no worries. Um, hopefully have you many, many more times as well, because it has been a delight speaking to you. Thank you so much, Nate. Thank you. And uh, thank you also to all of our listeners for tuning in. I hope you all have a lovely day and see you soon.